8, 1 through 12, if you want to turn there. Proverbs 8, 1 through 12. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way at the crossword she takes her stand. Beside the gate in front of the town at the entrance of the portal she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare to her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. Now, I tell you, I could go on and on reading on the words of wisdom. And there's a strong point that can be made from the volume of um, passages that we find on wisdom. Remember in John chapter 21, Jesus is preparing. He's, he's preparing himself. He's going to be crucified on the cross. He's preparing his, his disciples, his apostles there. And he says to Simon Peter there, he says, Simon Peter, do you love me? Simon Peter said, yes, of course I do. I love you. He says, well, feed my sheep. Jesus approaches him again just after and says, Simon, do you love me? Simon Peter said, yes, I do. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. He approached him a third time. Said, Simon Peter, do you love me? And him being distressed, he replied, You know everything and you know that I love you. Paraphrasing there. And what is the point there? What is the, the emphasis being made by the repetition of those words, that question that Jesus is asking? It's not to understand it better, it's that he understands it clearer. To get the concept. And, and we can see that with these passages. Wisdom is something that such, saturates the Bible such that we could, we could ring it figuratively and have it dripping out. But wisdom is not something that we talk about much, not in our daily vernacular, not in our everyday conversation. I don't hear talking about a person like, boy, that's a wise fella, or that's such a wise lady. Just don't hear that much. I think if we can give more attention to wisdom, we can try to gain it, such as the passages we read, we can benefit from that. Um, and it is sad in a, in, a, in a day such as today when we focus on things that are, are less scriptural, uh, you know, characteristics that are less um, spiritual. We say about a person, if we're describing them, they're, they're, they're such a funny guy. They're so charismatic, you can just talk to them. It's so easy to talk to, um, very socially aware, um, or, or maybe they have such a, a great physical skill set. They can, uh, they're, such, they're a great carpenter, uh, painter. And we describe people in that way. But I think if we can focus on somebody's uh, wisdom or if we make that a tribute or a characteristic for our own lives, that may be a better thing to do. So let's give a little attention to wisdom this evening. Um, the Bible certainly does, and I think that we can benefit from this worthwhile topic. So I want to make three simple points. Uh, first of all, what is wisdom? Uh, where does it come from or how is it obtained? And then how is it manifested? So those three points, if you're jotting them down, those, uh, number one, what is wisdom? Uh, is it knowledge? I think it ties into knowledge. Of course, uh, uh, the simple uh, facts that we have within our mind, 
uh, or not wisdom. That's not the wisdom that we're talking about here today. Um, of course, without certain a certain level of knowledge, we can't obtain wisdom. But um, uh, some may say it's more applied knowledge. And wisdom is not something that you would uh, obtain and then have it. You know, we think of you know, something that we get, you know, once we get it, we've got it. But wisdom is something that increases, and we're told that, to increase in wisdom. So if we are to, to seek after it, to try to gain it, we need to continue to build upon that. Uh, just as we build upon our faith, we increase in wisdom in that regard. So wisdom, what is it? I think it's a, it's a tool. It's a tool we use in our life and discerning proper behavior, making good decisions. Um, it's something that we would apply in a real practical sense, uh, you know, not... Every, not every situation is going to be one of uh, spiritual nature, but maybe it's just a, a practical living situation where, you know, you're dealing with a neighbor and you've got a question about, you know, the property line or something. So using wisdom can be a tool, help us in our, our dealings with our fellow man. Some one person has described it as successfully uh, navigating this life, um, applying uh, wise things to the, the things that we do and we say and the way that we deal. But I think maybe perhaps the best description a wisdom is one found in James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? So it's talking about wisdom. It's going to describe this person for us. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is shown in peace by those who make peace. When I was doing this uh, study and I came across that verse, that just really described wisdom in a way that I think can, can make it real to us. And I'll read those descriptions again towards the latter part of that verse. Uh, the adjectives he used there was pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. If we took all those characteristics and put them in a person and stood that person before you and said, this person is pure, peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and good fruits, and partial and sincere, I think we would all say that is a wise person. He would, he would uh, personify wisdom in that way. So if we could make that our, um, our goal, uh, our, uh, those characteristics be within us, I think we could also say that we are a wise person. So uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, you can't talk about wisdom without Proverbs 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. So to begin anywhere, you have to understand that the, to know who God is, to understand who He is, and who we are before Him, the fear of the Lord, that respect, respectful fear that we have for the Lord, who He is, and who we are, is the beginning of knowledge, and that fools despise that wisdom and instruction. <clears throat> So knowing what wisdom is, it's not something man-made. We, we talk about intelligent people. We talk about people who have gained great academic success. Uh, perhaps they are, are those who are engineers and have created really, really marvelous things, things that you know, kind of blow our minds as far as the technology that's involved, that we can really not even comprehend all that goes into a piece of equipment. 
a rocket ship that can go to the moon and land and you know still sustain life. Um, that's something that it's hard for us to really fathom. <clears throat> but that's not the kind of thing. That's a, that's a man-made wisdom. That's man-made intellect. That's, that's things of this earth. The wisdom that we're talking about is, is, is from God. And it's something that comes from God. It's not man-made. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, We impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So if we're seeking to be wise, we can't look in areas where man has, um, uh, where man-made wisdom is. We need to find it in places where God places it. <clears throat> but not all wisdom is good and beneficial. That sounds like a weird concept. And I thought, well, that is, that does sound kind of weird. I've always thought, you know, wisdom's good. It's all naturally just good. But let me read these verses for you. Isaiah 47.10 says, You felt secure in your wickedness. You said, No one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge led you astray. And you said in your heart, I am, and there is no one besides me. Also, 1 Corinthians 3.19, For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. James 3.15, This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Also, Romans 1.22, claiming to be, to be wise, they become fools. Remember Adam and Eve, of course you do, but what was one of the characteristics of the fruit that they partook of? In Genesis 3.6 says, so When women saw that the tree was good for food and that was delight to the eyes and that was a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave to, some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Not that the fruit itself was, was an evil thing, but that desire to be wise, now that was not a wisdom from above. That was not a, a wisdom from God. That was an earthly wisdom, as it described in James 5, or James 3.15. It was earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So why are these, why are these negative forms of wisdom? Why would these, these scriptures that we just read, why are they describing wisdom as a negative thing? And, and the simple fact is, is, is not from above. You know, we talked about, you know, book knowledge, um, uh, things of this world, things that pertain to this world. Um, these things are from this earth, not from above. So we need to understand that when we're trying to become wise, as the scriptures tell us, be wise, we need to understand there's a difference. There's two different kinds of wisdom that there are, are out there. So we can think we are wise. We can gain intellect. We can gain you know, mental capabilities and things like that. But knowing that uh, only the wisdom from God is that that benefits us in a spiritual way is important. So point number two, we've looked at uh, what is wisdom. I think, you know, that's not a real difficult concept for us. We understand that wisdom is something um, that uh, it's a tool that we use in dealing with man. It's uh, something that helps us uh, making decisions. It's something that uh, is from above. So how is it obtained? And we're talking about the right kind of wisdom. You know, if you want to obtain earthly wisdom, uh, then you need to look in other places. But how do you obtain the right kind of wisdom? We already read Proverbs 117, the fear of the Lord, right? It's the beginning of knowledge. And fools despise wisdom. So a healthy, uh, proper fear of the Lord is where to start. So I have a couple of sub-points under this one. How is wisdom obtained? I think number one, you have to seek it. And I'm using seek there as an action word. 
You know, I, there's, there's always things, boy, I sure wish, or I sure wish this, I sure wish I was a wise person, or I sure wish I had great biblical knowledge, but if we don't seek it, if we don't actively do something about that desire, it doesn't really go anywhere. So we have to actively seek wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him pray to God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So we have to actively seek it. We have to pray for it. Um, and we see also the source of that wisdom coming from God above. So praying for wisdom. And, you know, a lot of things in this life, we, uh, you know, we talk about hopes. And, you know, I wish I was this. Or I wish I was that. I had a great desire to be this or that. Um, do, we, do we really do anything about that? Are we just kind of sitting there, just kind of hoping and wishing that I was, you know, whatever you want to describe, or whatever you want to fill in the blank there. Um, but if we actively pray about it, we specifically pray about it, mention it in our prayers. I wish or I pray to be more wise as you would have me to be wise, Lord. So wisdom comes from the word of God. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We often use this passage to talk about how we use, uh, you know, acapella singing in our worship. But uh, the first part of this verse says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonish you, admonishing one another in all wisdom. So we're to teach it. We're to admonish one another in all wisdom. And what was the source there? The first couple words of that verse was the word of Christ. So the, the words of Christ, the Bible, the word of God from the Holy Spirit, that is the source. And it's a, it's a mental training. It's a mental ex exercise. It's something that we have to train our minds to do. You know, we train our young children not to, not to do this or not to do that or to behave this way in a proper situation. And we, we train them. We, we're consistent with them. We, uh, we, we rebuke them. We discipline them to try to get them to, uh, to model that behavior that we desire. And we have to do that with our minds, too. We have to seek that wisdom. We have to uh, mentally train. You know, we come into a situation where we need to discern the proper way to handle it. And we need to, to handle it right. Maybe it's a sensitive situation. Uh, we need to collect all the information that we have. We need to sit down, uh, review it in comparison to the precepts and the principles in the Word of God, and then make a decision. So that active mental training, that exercise, <coughs> it's easy to react to a situation, isn't it? I mean, you're going to react to a situation no matter what. Something happens, you'll have a reaction, whether good or bad. So if we consciously apply wisdom to a situation over and over again, that mental exercise, that mental training, um, consistent training can help us to be wise. And we see that the source of that is through the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 2.13, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit Interpreting spiritual truths of those who are spiritual. Again, showing um, that we seek it, but not a human wisdom, uh, not, a, not a wisdom that comes from, uh, from, from man's thinking. You know, we can think up all kinds of things. You just look at some of the, some of the religions out there, you know, call them religions. Um, that's human. That's human wisdom, human knowledge. That's thought up by uh, man and not by God. <clears throat> And wisdom calls out to us. We read earlier in Proverbs 1, 20 through 22. Wisdom cries aloud at the street. At the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? And how long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? It's not a difficult thing 
It wants, you know, wisdom is crying out to you, and you want to be wise. It's not a difficult situation. Um, it's a win-win, but it is one that takes effort. You know, it's not going to fall into your lap. It's just like when you, you can't sleep with the Bible under your pillow and become knowledgeable about the Word of God. You have to actively seek wisdom um, to obtain it. So how is it obtained? I said one of the sub-points is to seek it. I think number two, from the aged and more experienced. That's a source of wisdom. Job 12, 12, wisdom is with the aged and understanding and length of days. Why are the older more wise? It's simply because they have more experience. They've been around the block, so to speak. They know, uh, they've seen many of the situations that maybe some of the younger people are going through. <clears throat> um, what I want to do here uh, is I want to take the room, kind of divide it in two sections. I want all of the, uh, the older people to sit on this side and all the younger people to sit on this side. So if y'all can just kind of stand up and move. Just kidding, don't do that. It would be kind of interesting and fun to see who sat where, though. I would like to see some of the people like, no, oh, he's supposed to be on this side over here. But if I could just speak to the older people and speak to the younger people, and I'll take turns with you. Let me speak to the younger people first. Now, I'm 37, right? 37. Um, so I think I fall, I probably fall right in the middle there. So I'm, I'm in a position where I can speak to the older and I can speak to the younger, and it's great. But to the younger people, let me say, uh, the older generation has something valuable. They have something, and it is their experience and their wisdom. So when you have those that want to want to teach you, want to instruct you in different things, especially, especially spiritual matters, listen to them because it's a it's a valuable valuable thing. And also to the older generation, let me hey, you know encourage you to to teach the young. You know, a lot of times. Young people are really difficult. I know because you know, I'm a young person too. Young people are, are difficult to deal with, especially if there's a large age difference. There's a gap there, and it's, it's sometimes hard to bridge. But uh, seek out and encourage those young people and teach them, and even though it sometimes is difficult. But wisdom comes from the age. We see in um, Job 12.12, 12, understanding is with the aged. So you have a valuable thing within uh, your experience. So share that with the younger ones. Um, we see in 1 Timothy 3, 6, one of the qualifications of an elder is that he not be a novice, lest he be lifted up with pride and fall into condemnation of the devil. So one of the qualifications there is that he not be a novice, and simply meaning that they be an older person, a more aged person. Now, how old that is, I don't know, but um, not being a novice. So why? Why does an elder need to be an older person? Why can't it be a younger person? Well, it describes, or it tells you the reason right there, lest they, being lifted up with pride, fall into condemnation of the devil. Let me also read Proverbs 11, 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. So you've got uh, two things there. You've got, you've got wisdom and you've got pride. <clears throat> and it's almost like they don't mix well. A wise person is not going to be a prideful person. A prideful person is not going to be a wise person. Um, we were talking back in the back about this. I think Robert had done some, some maybe it was on Proverbs more so than wisdom specifically, but uh, we were talking about um, you know, wisdom in general and, and pride and um, being humble. And we were talking about the illustration. If we had, um, my kids got me a, it was my birthday just a couple days ago, 
they got me a little puzzle game. It's just a little actual little structure thing. You're supposed to put a little stick in it, and move it around, and it's supposed to go on one side and come out the other. It's just a just a puzzle. It's a really cool little thing. But if I were to take that and to give it to any one of y'all, say, hey, can you figure this out? It's a cool little puzzle. You just put a stick in there and you move it around and you try to get it out the bottom. It's supposed to be a little difficult thing. And so you get it and you're about halfway through trying to figure it out and you're struggling with it. And I said, tell you what, hold on, let me show you how to do that. How many of you are going to say, oh, no, no, I can do this myself. I can figure this out. That's pride. I mean, it's not in a... In a sinful way there, you're just trying to figure something out because, you know, you want to do it yourself. But that's the pride that conflicts with wisdom. If you went ahead and let that person show you how to do it, would you not be more intelligent? Would you not have gained knowledge? So if you can humble yourself to receive instruction, to receive teaching and discipline, um, when it's difficult, then you'll be wiser. So the aged are wise, which kind of leads into one of the, the next little sub point I have is that wisdom is taught. We learn when we're born and we go start in the kindergarten and you go through 12th grade and you've got, you know, how many years of school there. And then maybe you go on and go into collegiate education. You've got maybe 18 years of learning, you know, with school and different subjects, math. Uh, English, things like that. But let me tell you from my experience, and I, I wholeheartedly believe this, I have learned more since I exited school than when I was in school. So we continue to learn, and we continue to be taught once we leave school. And that is a source of that wisdom. Um, some scriptures there, Proverbs 1.8, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and forsake not the law of your mother. Where do we say the wisdom comes from? Ultimately, it comes from above. But who might that come through? Well, your father and your mother. Those who have guidance over you and care over you. Proverbs 4, 1 through 5. Hear ye children the instruction of your father, and attend to knowing understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only, beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart... Retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Uh, neither decline from the words of my mouth. So as we say again, the older and the wiser have more experience in that teaching that can go on. If, if the younger can receive it and apply it, they'll be better for it. Um, but uh, don't be too prideful and listen to, to the teachings. <clears throat> Another source of wisdom is rebuke and correction. Proverbs 1.23, If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Also Proverbs 12.1, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Discipline is a very hard thing to take. And I'm not talking about when you're a child, you're being trained, uh, you know, up into whatever age. But say you're, uh, you're disciplining a child, you know, they receive a lot of discipline, a lot of instruction, a lot of training. It's kind of a constant thing. Once you become an adult, you know, those, 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 that discipline is, you know, seldom and fewer between. Uh, so, the, you know, I've, I know that the times that I've been, you know, disciplined or reproved as an adult, it's a very difficult thing. It's a very 
prideful and emotional time, um, you have somebody coming down on you for something you have done wrong, if you can get past your emotion, get past your pride, the purpose there is to learn, to impart that wisdom. So uh, brushing away emotion, brushing away the pride, if you can get past those things, you can learn and be wiser from the situation and, and having learned from it. So that was point number two, how is it obtained? Uh, point number three, how is it manifested? A wise person will appear to be wise to us. We will know the difference in a wise person and a foolish person. It's something that you can easily see. And one of the ways is in our speech. Probably the most prominent way is in our speech. Um, Proverbs 17, 27 Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Um, this is something I'm sure that we can all uh, agree on, is most of the time, fewer words are better. Um, and that's just one of the ways that wisdom can be shown and be manifested. Also, Proverbs 15, 2 the tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fools pours out folly. <clears throat> it is always a little entertaining to watch some of the interviews after a sports event. Um, and I'm not speaking of everybody, but some of the people they interview are not wise people. And I'm not trying to pick on anybody in particular, but it's just you can tell by the words that they're saying and the way they're talking, they're not using wisdom. So that's personified. Now that's a exemplified in the way we speak. Proverbs 14.3 By the mouth of the fool comes a rod for his back, but his lips of the wise will preserve him. And how many times have we gotten ourselves in trouble for the things that we say? Uh, simply if we just uh, if you'd been wiser with our words we would have saved ourselves trouble we would have saved the rod for our back. <clears throat> so don't get yourself in trouble with your words. Proverbs 25.11-12 through 12, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is the wise reprover to a listening ear. And I think about some people who are wise. You know, people I would consider wise people. They'll, they'll be in a situation and they know the perfect words to say. They'll, they'll, they'll sit back. They'll listen to the whole situation. There may be other people there giving input real quickly. They'll, they'll, they'll hear and they'll want to put their two cents in. But that wise person has, uh, as Proverbs 25 says, um, fitly spoken words, like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. Uh, you can tell the wise people, because they have the, that, those perfect words to say in a situation at the right time. So how is it manifested? i got another sub-point here under number three. In our perception. We, as a, you know, a wiser person is able to look at something with multiple perceptions. Uh, they're able to look back. They're able to look ahead. They can see through the eyes of other people. They see through things of this life. Wisdom sees, sees a situation from all the different angles before speaking and before making a judgment. Um, we talk about, you know, judge not that you be not judged. No, it's not talking about not making a judgment. But it's talking about know the situation, know the, the, the proper 
uh, all the facts of the situation, you know, the proper biblical precepts and, and scriptures to apply to the situation. Wise person can see uh, the other person's situation. Are they a new Christian? Are they a struggling Christian? Are they not a Christian at all? Are they uh, have uh, a situation in their lives that uh, would uh, cause them to act a certain way so that wise person can have a better perception of what's going on? Also, 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18. So we do not lose heart, though your outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. A wise person can see through, see past or see through the things of this life. You know, that we all have situations. We all have struggles in our life. And I know that there are some in here, maybe not all of us or maybe all of us that are struggling, mightily struggling with things. But wisdom can help us see past these things. Um, and I'll read the verse again. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inward self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So being wise allows us to see through that, to see through the struggles of this life, uh, the momentary struggles. So how is wisdom manifest? Is also manifested in the way that we react to situations. Reacting in anger, Proverbs 16, 32, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Uh, James 1, 19-21, Know this, my beloved brothers, that every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the imparted word which is able to save your souls. You know, our actions say a lot about who we are, our character. So the things we do and the things we say kind of describe us. But I think also our reactions might be a truer test of our character. So let's train our, our minds, train our, our body, our emotions uh, with wisdom. So let's make wisdom an emphasis of our lives, part of our character. The Bible certainly has a lot to say about it. Um, I hope that we have addressed some of those things. And uh, that's really all I have to say about wisdom as far as this lesson goes. Um, but I hope that we can... Uh, Put a, a larger, more heavy emphasis on being wise. Um, make it a, a conscious part of our minds. Uh, think upon it often that we can become wiser people as the, as the Bible instructs us to do. Uh, the plan of salvation is a simple one. It's one that requires that we first know that there is a God. And, uh, and upon knowing that we can, we can hear that and know that, and we can hear of God from the Word, and we can come to know who He is. So here in the Word, in Romans 10, 17, we have a choice then as whether we will believe that or not. And if we make that choice to believe He is, the, uh, the son, or Jesus is the Son of God, that God reigns over the universe, we can uh, know what He would have us to do. So He instructs us on behavior, different behaviors in this life. And if they are not, in accord, if our behaviors are not in accordance to His Word, we, we must repent of those things. Acts 2.38, and upon confessing that He is, Jesus is the Son of God, Romans 10.9, we can be baptized 
into that body and become a Christian and have that salvation that he has promised, Acts 2.38. Um, if we haven't done that, we don't have a hope. We don't have that wisdom within us. Um, but this is also a time that we encourage those who are uh, straying from the faith, those who may have sin in their lives or those who may have uh, things that they need encouragement for and prayers uh, by the church can be made on their behalf. If there's anybody here who has any need such as that, we invite you to come as we stand and sing. cross he has given oh come with which you may he's earnestly pleading oh make no delay tomorrow may be too late today is the day of salvation tomorrow may be too late the judgment brother is coming prepare ye for that day his pardon and mercy he offers obey while yet you may he'll save you from sin and bring sweet peace within tomorrow may be too late today Tomorrow may be too late. A home up in heaven is waiting. Oh, make the start today. Repent and confess and be baptized. There is no other way. Give Jesus your life and thus walk in his way. Tomorrow may be too late. Please be seated. If you had not had the opportunity to partake of the Lord's Supper, it has been, been prepared here for you. As we sing this next song, if you'll make your way to the front, you'll be served. 265. 265. <clears throat> When my love to Christ grows weak, when for deeper faith I seek, then in thought I go to
God is mine, is mine, this is to protect this fruit of the vine, where it's not blessed. Bless us to protect over that they might do so on our pleasing of that side. really appreciate that lesson so we need to hear more lessons on wisdom we uh, I think we've heard a, a bunch about wisdom today and uh, this morning and this evening we really appreciate it though turn with me to 612 612 let's all stand as we sing this song <clears throat> The Lord has been so good to me. He gave me life and let me see. He gave me voice, His praise I sing. Who else but God could do these things? He put the stars each one in place. He hung the moon out into space. All honor to the King of Kings. Who else but God could do these things? God gave us life beyond the grave. He gave His Son 
our soul to save. Oh, praise His name eternally. Who else but God could do these things? Thank you. 